Well, welcome to another Connection to Experience Solutions podcast. I am James Hilliard, joined by Brian Gallagher, the Retail Strategy Director at Connection. Ed Durbin, also with us, Senior Director, Global Retail for VMware. Today's conversation, Retail Store Modernization. Brian, want to have you get us started. When you are out there talking to retailers, you're engaging in the store modernization conversation. What are the top ideas that you all are bantering about? Well, it's really interesting, right? That the news is getting so inundated with everything AI, what's coming with AI. And uh, so from when I'm talking to line of business, that's the conversation, right? How do we implement AI strategies, whether it's in-store or behind the scenes, uh, to change how our retail business operates. On the other side of the coin, though, uh, when I'm meeting with our uh, IT champions uh, across there, they're going, how do we make these things happen, right? No matter what it is, things that exist today, they don't have ironed out yet. So, you know, it's really interesting when you talk about retail and juggling these two worlds that are transforming so quickly, so many more devices, so many more technologies, so many more solutions. And we've always known in retail that it's a race to do it first for that customer, whether it's an internal customer or external. Yeah. But how they're getting there and then how IT champions that uh, makes that possible is a huge struggle today. Are you feeling then it's a little bit for line of business, foots on the gas, and for IT, there's a little pumping of the brakes, and so there's a little bit of that disconnect, and and maybe one of the things we can do with this conversation is bring them a little closer together to all move forward? Yeah, I think there's there's two things, right? Uh, The IT leaders of the world, they've learned in the last 15 years with the influx of mobile devices and networks and the integration of omni-channel shopping experiences. Yeah, what it's like if you don't lay out a good, solid foundation, infrastructure, and roadmap to how you're going to get someplace, right? You end up ripping and replacing. And so yeah, they've learned those lessons and they're trying to avoid those while not always being able to talk exactly the same language as their line of business leaders, which I was one for years. I get this, right? I used to pick up that phone and call my IT director and say, I need a faster this. I need a better that. I need whatever it was. I didn't ask how you make that happen or what the right answer for today versus tomorrow was. So that's one of the things that we actually uh, pride ourselves on here at Connection is now, I always say if we can help in a session like this, uh, get our IT champions uh, you know, 10% more comfortable having that conversation with line of business and line of business 10% more comfortable about how to talk to their, their IT leaders. And we all win in that scenario. But that, that is the struggle today for sure. Ed, a lot of the conversations that I've been involved with, with this idea of retail modernization, and again, this can be the clothing stores, the makeup places, quick service restaurants, I mean, all sorts of of retail out there, big boxes, smaller stores. A lot of the focus I've heard, especially line of businesses, we need those new gadgets. We need those things. We need the mobile devices. We need that type of stuff to upgrade. Um, Cool, shiny object gets the attention. But if you just flood your environment with all that stuff, 
your back-end systems not, might not be able to handle. And that's some of the stories and concerns I've heard from the IT folks is like, hold it, pump those brakes, as I alluded to. We need to look on the back-end where do you see, uh, you know, the conversation now is is enough focused on the back end early or do people come back in and say, oh, well, now we bought all this cool, you know, shiny stuff. Now we got to go back and fix the back end. Well, it's a little bit of both. Uh, and let me let me explain. Uh, I know a lot of CIOs that have told me, Ed, don't walk in the door with a shiny new toy. Give me the foundation to be able to support any shiny new toy that comes in the door. But then I also have CIOs, and I've recently met with several of them uh, uh, overseas, internationally, that are like, Ed, I have so much overlap in my store because I needed to bring in that shiny new toy. But to buy it, I had to buy their endpoints. I had to buy their server. I had to buy their power thing. And so I've got this back room that I open up the cabinet and go, what is all this stuff for? So they want to be able to lighten the load. They want to leverage newer technologies, edge technologies, to try to do more with less to get rid of the overlap, but then be prepared for, hey, we've got this uh, AI program coming in or a self-checkout program that coming in or a loss prevention program coming in. They're not running around going, okay, what's this going to add to the stack? They're going to be able to say, I'm prepared to handle that shiny new toy. So that's that. That's pretty much the... Uh, uh, the, the, the common conversation that I'm having with retailers today. And for a lot of CIOs, do they want that agnostic? It, 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 my, my conversations, again, seem like they don't care to necessarily get tied into just one thing, manufacturer, OEM, whatever. They want their systems to be able to adopt anything because they know that sometimes the innovation is going to be over here. Sometimes the innovation is going to be over there. I need my networks and everything on the back end that no one sees to be able to accommodate all of it. Well, the good news is is over 99% of global retailers are already VMware customers. And whether it's the data center, the, the, uh, the database, the desktop, or the device, they're already working with us. What I'm working with retailers, and they're very happy about, is the fact that since they're already leveraging a lot that we offer, we, what I like to say is for our retailers, we're foundational to allow them to be transformational. Again, it's not exactly the Swiss Army knife, but it's the I can handle any type of shiny new toy that comes in. Let's talk about, you know, SD-WAN technologies. Let's bulk up your network because you're going to need to be able to do more. Let's put more power in your store, more compute in your store. And while you're doing with that, you might be able to get rid of some of those endpoint technologies that are there. So it's, it, it's a strategy that everybody's, is, everybody's doing. And, 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 you know, to Brian's earlier point, we have a lot of people out there saying, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. But then the, the tech and the IT guys are going, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, let's slow down just a touch. Let's put a plan together that makes sense because I don't want to do this and then have to do it again and have to do it again and have to do it again. Because let's face it, every retailer over the years, and I've been in retail a lot longer than a lot of you guys, it still boils down to is how can I take the friction out of the consumer so they can consume. I need them to buy more stuff. Or when I go talk to Kroger, it's always like, how's this gonna help me sell more cans of corn? I mean, it gets down to that. And so when I sit down with retailers and whether it's like, oh, we're gonna go multi-cloud, oh, we're gonna do Kubernetes, oh, we're gonna do this, I'm like, do whatever you want. 
I can enable you and help you with the partners that we work with, our ecosystem, and take what you're currently doing today and leverage that into the transformation of what you guys want to do. And that typically, though, is where the rub is because folks do get the idea of the shiny object. And typically, and I know this is the same in retail, okay, hey, something new, let's go ahead and pilot this bad boy. And it's a successful pilot, and they're like, cool, it worked here. Now, how do we get it to, say, 2,000 locations, right? That, that's where the rub is. Absolutely. And I wish, and I'm sure, you know, I'd like to hear Brian's thoughts on this because they're executing a lot of this stuff. You know, you read about, oh, this retailer did a five-star pilot. It's wonderful. And then a year later, like, what happened? Well, Ed, we have 3,000 locations. How the hell do you think we're going to do this over 3,000 locations? It's like, okay. But then on the flip side, when they want to do something like that and you cost it out for them, then they come back and say, Ed, don't you know we have 3,000 locations? You know how much this is going to cost? It's like, okay, you prove it's good. You did the ROI on it. Your customers love it. But I don't, I don't know how to go to my IT staff and say, roll this across 3,000 locations. And by the way, CFO, here's a check. I need a check for X to do all this stuff. It's easy to say. It's wicked to execute. I think Brian's smiling. Even though we're not on camera, I bet you he's smiling right now. <laughs> I, I, I say all the time, you know, this is one of the, the, the values that, that connection brings to the table. And Ed, you mentioned partners. Yeah, this is why partners are so valuable. And to me, I, I talk all the time about roadmaps. And Ed, you and I have had this conversation about, you know, a roadmap that first understands from, you know, the business leaders, what are the outcomes you're looking to accomplish, right? What is it that is on your horizon? then you've got to have a foundation for how you get there. And this is where we trip it up all the time. We always skip that middle step, right? What's going to be the enabling factor? How are we going to get to 5,000 locations, right? How are we going to get to 20, right? So the, the regional guys, yeah, all those retailers uh, who, you know, might you might have 20 or 30 stores or restaurants in a regional area, it's just as difficult for you to get to your 20 or 30 locations as it is for the 5,000. Right. Yeah. It's just a different scale. Yeah. But you got to have that foundation and then you can apply the shiny object in that third step. Right. To what are those outcomes you're looking to accomplish and how do you get there? But it's always a piece, uh, you know, every time I meet a partner and they mention they're working with a retailer, I say POC or rollout. 99 times out of 100, it's POC, right? Because we haven't figured out the foundation to the rollout, which is something that uh, you have to plan up front. Otherwise, you just don't get there. Are we seeing, and can I get from both of you possibly here, are we seeing across the board one or two hurdles that almost always rears its ugly head that prevents going from that POC to the rollout. Um, And then maybe can we also talk about what are some things that can overcome those roadblocks that can let people start doing it? Maybe it is just regionally to start, but let's see if we can move the conversation down that road. Ed, I'll start with you. A, A trend, those one or two roadblocks that just stop those POCs from ever moving to a rollout stage? Deployment, deployment, deployment. I mean, I, I'm telling you, that, I mean, I, 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 there are some great customers that I've worked with a year and a half ago and they, they did a POC. This works great. Oh, my gosh. How are we going to do this? And, and then I, I mentioned cost. Then the CFO comes back and says, wait a minute, you need a, a check for how many zeros? Even though it's been proven to 
the COO, the CEO, everybody, like, look what we need to do for our customers. And sometimes it boils down to that, where the CEO just comes out and says, you know, a letter to the, uh, uh, to the shareholders, we will do X. And all of a sudden that check gets written. You know, I, I, I'll give you a quick example. There's that little, little retailer down in Bentonville, you know, and they, they realized that they needed to be connected to their customers more. And so they, they're, they're, the problem was we're not, our employees are not connected to our customer. What's the outcome? I want the scores to go up. I want our, our customers to be happier when they're in here shopping. So they went out and made an investment of seven. They bought 740,000 phones, handed it to their salaried employees in the store that has applications on that device to help the consumer to consume. So that was the problem. They already know what the outcome were, and it justified the spend. And right now, they have over 700,000 phones that are in the guys walking up and down the aisles trying to help consumers. And it might be they're doing a pick order because Mrs. Smith's going to be out back in a minute with her van full of kids, screaming kids to pick up you know, tonight's dinner. It could be all those different things, but it allowed them to say, this is your phone. We're going to pay for it. It's going to be on this network. This is yours. But when you're here at this, this retailer, we are going to give you applications for task management, HR, looking at your paycheck, looking at your schedule, how you do your job, so forth and so on. And that's just elevating their presence to the consumer that walk, that's walking in the front door. So, Brian, Ed hits on the cost, right, and, and the deployment there. They just, how are we going to afford this? Talked about an example. CEO said do it, and it got done. What is something else that is hindering folks that you're talking to that doesn't allow them to? Maybe they have gotten over the financial side, or they're trying to, uh, but are there other are there technical hurdles that a lot of uh, you know, kind of trending there that uh, prevent some folks from moving forward outside of the monetary issue? Yeah, I mean, to to me, there's a couple. Right, Ed mentions deployment. I always tie in ROI to that, which yeah, I was just saying that Ed, you touched on this. Yeah, ROI is becoming harder to calculate if we don't think about it up front because we're going to employ, right? We're going to job satisfaction. Uh, these aren't. I'm going to sell this item, right? And here's the cost of the item, and here's my margin, and what goes to the bottom line. We're now talking about. How do I get my employees working a little faster, uh, staying staffed, right? Uh, you know, by reducing turnover, uh, those types of things. So ROI in deployment from the pure technology standpoint, uh, the biggest thing we're seeing is retailers uh, trying to deal with so many different operating systems out there, right? That's what the IT departments are really struggling with. Um, over these last 15, 20 years, um, you know, we've rolled out uh, iOS devices uh, because they were sort of best in class when it came to a lot of HR and employee functions. And uh, we rolled out Android on uh, maybe a Zebra device because it was so uh, integrated with warehouse management and, and stock services. Then we had traditional, our Windows base from the POS. And now all of these things are crossing, right? And so whether it's IT departments having to staff somebody who's got expertise in each of those, um, or it's just getting applications to communicate across devices, it's a huge roadblock yeah, because they go, I can't roll out this new application because it's designed for Android and half my employees are iOS only and I'm not giving them all another phone. <laughs> Right. I ruled out one phone. I can't ask for a second check. And so that's one of the huge 
obstacles that we see, whether it be in a digital signage type of situation, right? And what players are going, whether it be the mobile device, whether it be POS with all the different, uh, you know, uh, uh, curbside deliveries and, and, and checkout options. And really complicated. Um, and it literally just puts the brakes on. We only have so much manpower and we also have so many resources, dollars and, and people. And, and they just stop immediately following a POC. So then the question is, how do we jumpstart that? So maybe we can give, uh, I hope we can give uh, some hope and maybe we do it backwards here. Maybe we do, what is the long-term outcome? And, and Ed, where I'm going here, and I hope you come with me, is uh, you know a couple years down the road, when we have all this figured out, um, how easy should this be? And then maybe we get closer to, you know, modern time now, our conversation today. And what are some initial steps people can be taking, right, to progress that POC and all the knowledge that we've learned there into truly a, a modernization project and, and getting those stores where we, the customers, ultimately want them? But hit me the pie in the sky first down the road. How easy do you expect it to be? How easy should it be? When can we maybe anticipate getting there? I'm going to draw a parallel here. Ten plus years ago at NRF, uh, I worked for a little company called Airwatch that nobody ever heard of. And we were talking about mobility. And we were talking to CIOs saying, all these presents that you bought your kids over the holiday, you're going to be deploying them across your enterprise. And they all looked at us and said, you guys are out of your heads. Well, let's fast forward to today. Brian just mentioned, hey, this retailer might need this on an Android device, might need this on an iOS device, might need this on you know, a, a Zebra device because it's so much easier today because everybody finally started doing it. So pie in the sky, I think that, and I'm extremely hopeful, that power and compute at the edge because the stores are going to need it, it's going to be plug and play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need, this is the size of my store. This is the Dell box or HPE box or Lenovo box that I'm going to need. This is the SD-WAN technologies I want preloaded in that box. Ship it out. Tell the store manager to plug in the blue cord in the back. Turn it on. It hits the network. Hey, I got everything I need. I, I, it won't be that easy. It'll be it's just as easy as mobility is what everybody does today. No matter where you look in retail today, everybody's using some type of mobile device in some way, shape, or form. I really feel that, you know, I'll be retired, long retired, but within the next 10 years or so, find the sky, retail edge, power compute at the edge is going to be as easy as plug and play. Brian, do you agree with me? I, I like using Brian because, uh, you know, I want Brian to go, well, not exactly because I like internet. Go ahead, Brian. Well, in this case, I can't argue. I literally had this conversation today with a grocery retailer uh, who said, hey, our challenge is um, we can't get a stable network in so many of our locations, right? They're deployed. They're not always, I mean, in this day and age, many of us don't understand this, but when you've got 5,000 branches, you are not getting consistent networking, right? It's just not happening. Yeah. And so they use failover today with Cradle Point, been sort of industry standard, if you will, and that when my main network goes down, it rolls over and they're going, it's just not good enough. Right. And this is exactly my conversation is as we put more devices and more applications that are in these branches, in these store locations, as diverse as they are, you have got to quit relying on network. 
one, you don't need to, right? It's expensive, right? Why are you doing all this stuff back and forth over a network? And, but secondly, why would you rely on a network for how your employees and your customers engage with your applications in a store when you don't need to? In all of those situations, you have to think about what's coming. And this is where, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to say this again, because I, I do think it is so critical is think back to when, you know, I talk about deployment of mobile, right? So I go to the early 2000s, Ed, you were talking about uh, 2010 and, and AirWatch, but it's the same story. We all said these things are not going to happen. And so we didn't lay that foundation. If you don't, and trust me, Edge is a foundational piece today. It is. It, it, it just, it's part of the nuts and bolts of how you run your business. It's a matter of what do you want to run there? What runs there and communicates back and forth? And what do you not want there, right? It's like, you know, we used to talk about yeah, cloud versus on-prem, right? Where do you go? Edge is the same way today. And Edge is really, to me, what's going to drive that conversation into the future. And what operates on this, what stays in the store, what goes through the network, um, and then you can talk about what do you pay for from a network? What are your rollovers and your, your failovers look like? Yeah, but you've got to figure out that edge strategy in your stores today. Obviously, no one's going to wait 10 years and just put this on the shelf. So we do want to continue moving forward. So, Ed, let's do this. This is a little bit of that. Then maybe going back to the idea you both brought up earlier, planning. What are some conversations? What are some plannings? What are some ways that people might be able to utilize uh, investments in the edge now that will set the foundation for the future growth and benefits that we'll have down the road? Uh, what are some some tangible steps now? Brian, you'll follow on with that, and then we want to make sure we give some contact information and stuff like that. But uh, what are some conversations? What are some things to be thinking about planning for taking advantage of now, Ed? Reduction of operational costs, reduction of redundant and uh, uh, of, of systems that are in the stores, which again goes to the bottom line and helps you get the ROI to pay for it. I'll give you an example on the operational side. Retailers today are, are, are realizing that they should be looking heavily into virtualizing their point of sale system. Well, what does that do for me operationally? Well, today it's not virtualized. So every time a lane goes down and think of a retailer in Australia that has they're all over the place. Think of a retailer in Canada, all over the place. The only way that that lane will come back up, think of the customer that now can't be checked out because that lane's down. I got to put a man in a van or, or Jane on the plane with a stick to go into that store and you know pop it in to get that sucker back up. If you virtualize that environment, it allows you within 15, 20 minutes to bring that back up. Customers are happy because all the lanes are open. The retailer's happy because now they're, you know, they're, they're you know, selling stuff, making money. And their operational costs go way down because I didn't have to put the man in the van. I didn't have the operational cost to be able to do that. So that's very powerful. But then at the same time, you got to take a hard look at, you know, the, the, the ability of, you know, I have the perfect example is, is, is the conversation I had with the, with the global CIO. He says, Ed, I have four or five systems that, well, Fortinet does this, but you guys do a little of that, but they do this. Why can't I just use one to do those strings? So those three things. So retailers today are looking at the redundancy to be able to say, I want to get rid of, oh, I have to have that box because I bought that system. I have to have those endpoints because I bought that system. They're taking a hard look at how can I take this down to very little. Working with a retailer right now. He says, Ed, I know I want no, no 
no equipment in my stores. I want to do it all over the network and in the cloud. And that's, that's, the, that's his marching orders. He says, so don't come to me and say, I have to buy. And so he's using SD-WAN, you know, uh, network edge technologies to do everything in that. He's pretty forward thinking. He's an interesting, interesting person. Um, so, you know, I have retailers are doing that. And then retailers are like trying to figure out how do I, how do I get rid of all this damn equipment in the back room that no hit on Dell that Dell sold me all these years ago. So anyway. And Brian, I'm going to come to your kind of list and in, 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 in thoughts of what are some things we can plan on. But, but Ed, I want to stick with you for a second here because I want to go back to a comment you made earlier about how so many of the folks that you engage with, they are already uh, VMware-based, right? They've already got things. They probably have Workspace ONE and, and other technologies that they're utilizing. Are they utilizing it enough or are they sitting on some technology that actually can help them and they just don't realize it right now? Is, is, is that have any play out there, which might help them make some of these moves forward? Like, look, you've already invested here. If we turn on this, we turn on this, we utilize here, you can actually move forward. That, that, that's a good point because what we've done is we've, we've packaged a lot of our data center tools that retailers use in the data center. But, you know, to, to Brian's point about what's going to be in the stores and what needs to be supported in the stores. So we're, the, we're giving them a little bit of a slice of the of the data center at every one of those locations. It goes back to the power and compute. So I'm not walking in saying, hey, you got to buy all this stuff. I say, hey, you know how you're using all this technology in your data center? We're going to give you slices of that. So you can put those in your stores to power and compute all these applications, all these offerings, all the stuff that Brian was talking about that, that the retailer can't like, you can't, you know, run a line back to the data center and go, okay, I'm doing age verification. Could you stay here for 10 minutes while we batch out whether this works or loss prevention? You get this notification. Remember that guy in the blue shirt? He just stole a bunch of stuff. Well, he left about 10 minutes ago. So that, you know, that's, you know, that's pure example, but that's exactly what's going on. So a lot of this, they're already using, we're repurposing, repackaging uh, to be able to say, you're already using it foundationally. Let us make it uh, transformational. I'm calling it retail edge. So that's what our customers are looking at. And Brian, again, I want to wrap up here with you. A couple of things and ideas that we can be thinking about. And then maybe a little bit also of how we, your connection retail team, engages in these conversations and says, did you know you could do this? Hey, have you thought about this? A little bit about that before we give some contact info. Yeah, I mean, Ed talked about the operational stuff. Same thing applies uh, in the customer facing. You're thinking about, you know, we're we're talking about hyper-personalized marketing, digital signage marketing programs, right? And, you know, you're thinking about things like, uh, computer vision, camera vision with AI applications sitting there, things that are very specific to location, right? How are you going to lift all these things, right? They're all technology forward, right? They're all thinking about how you use technology to change a business outcome. Uh, we're using cameras, right, to watch, you know, did the uh, right products at, at the QSR, the right hamburger, french fries, and drink go in the bag to the right car, right? And a camera does that for us. Well, how do we lift that, right? How do we actually manage that? You can't just keep saying you're going to put more boxes out there, more devices out there, and think that uh, you'll run them the same way you always have, right? And so, you know, all of these new, whether you're ready to do them today or you're thinking that there's a place for them in your business in the future, 
that's really where for connection, uh, we want to come in and, and help you really understand, again, how do you sit down at the beginning and say, who are we today and where do we want to be in the next 24, 36, maybe 48 months? What is the foundation we need that one supports that, but then drives flexibility? And to me, that's the key, right? That's the conversational key to all of this is be flexible because nobody knows what retail will really look like in 36 to 48 months. Anybody who tells you they do is kidding themselves. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the last piece of that road mapping is what do we smartly do today? Uh, you know, where do great partners uh, uh, fit into this? Yeah. And that's the conversation I want to have with you as a retailer is how do we put that roadmap together and to make sure that you don't have rip and replace that uh, you're lifting up your ultimate goals of the business and not having to skip some because you missed a foundational piece um, or choosing a, a foundational piece that doesn't support the whole of the business. So and there's so much going on right now that you've got to sit down and figure out where you're going, not one piece at a time but in a holistic view that you can update as you go. Ed, where's retail going to be in 36 to 48 months? <laughs> well, it's already six years ahead of plan. Every retailer today of what they're rolling out <laughs> is six years ahead of plan because of that little COVID issue that we had. But I like to jump even before that because I think Amazon is what really woke up retailers and prepared retailers for COVID. Amazon. So I really think that you know where retailer is going to be, there's more focus on the consumer today. Even though there's been focus on consumers since day one, there's more now. And what's even better is that retailers are realizing that their frontline employee, the people that are in the stores, retailers a few years ago didn't talk about them, didn't really care about them. But it's hard out there today getting these stores staffed with 60% turnover rate. So you're going to see more of a focus on them. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think retail is going to be faster, leaner, and nicer going forward. I think that's something we can all celebrate and look forward to. Uh, folks, as we do on all of these Tech Experience Solutions podcasts, we want to uh, get you thinking about some ideas. Hopefully, we brought some things to you that you haven't quite thought of yet. And then we have that invite of continue to have the conversation and, and reach out to us. Uh, Brian and his team always looking to engage in those conversations online. You can go to connection.com slash retail to get more information. There's contact information as well. Obviously, if you are a connection uh, uh, a customer already and you have some connections with your sales reps and stuff like that, reach out to those folks. They can get you uh, involved with the right people internally, also the right partners like those from uh, Ed's team over at VMware. Just have these discussions and understanding kind of what you want to plan out now, again, as Brian said, holistically, so that we can be prepared for not only the 36 months from now, but the 10 years from now and not be left behind uh, in the retail spaces that you all are looking to continue to grow and succeed in. So with that, we'll wrap things up. Appreciate y'all joining us. As always, like and share and subscribe to our Tech Experience Solutions podcast here so you can stay up to speed on all the latest conversations with that on behalf of ed and brian and myself appreciate y'all joining us listening to us and we do look forward to talking to you all down the road